Monday morning, and you know what that means. Welcome back to the Isolation Station. This is Does Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-Z. Landon the Dawzdone, kicking your week off the right way with a little bit of Disney news coming out of the house of the mouse in Orlando, Florida. We're talking Walt Disney World. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Hopefully uh, you're able to... uh, take today off. If not, hopefully you're getting time and a half from your employer. Uh, If not that case, uh, maybe get a new employer. Actually, no, don't do that. Don't take job advice from me. I am just a mere podcast. I'm just a mere podcaster. And that is uh, my humble furry sidekick, Zoe, and her uh, purple bone squeak toy you just heard in the background. Um, uh, Hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully you had a good week last week. Uh, Took last week off because uh, the boys came over to watch All Elite Wrestling's All In going live from uh, jolly old England. Uh, 81 plus thousand uh, watched uh, AEW uh, in Wembley Stadium last weekend and uh, I, well I wasn't there I was watching it on pay-per-view didn't go to England but uh, that thing started at noon Eastern so uh, the time I normally <laughs> record I was up and watching wrestling so uh, that was that was a lot of fun uh, but uh, we're back this week not a lot of Disney news, uh, kind of light. Uh, thoughts and prayers to those down in Florida and I guess uh, the Southeast as a whole that had to deal with a hurricane, now tropical storm, uh, Adalia, as it were. Uh, I think it made landfall as a uh, category three slash four storm, just a crazy powerful storm. Um, uh, hopefully if you are down in the Florida area or if you are in the area where Adelia impacted you. Hopefully you were able to ride the storm out as well as possible. Um, uh, Hopefully you have power back if it got knocked out and any damage you did take. Hopefully you didn't take any damage, but if you did, it was minimal and you're able to recover. Um, But uh, yeah, keeping y'all in my thoughts and my prayers. Um, uh, Disney was impacted by this. As of this recording, September 3rd, uh, they are still in their... uh, what do they call it? Feeless cancellation window. If your vacation trip, whatever you want to call it, was impacted by Adelia, you can cancel it without a fee. Activity Activities were uh, also treated the same way. You can cancel those activities without a fee as well. But uh, that is through the 5th, I believe. So, um, yeah, uh, Mother Nature can be awe-inspiring and terrifying all at the uh, same time. So uh, hopefully you are able to uh, get through Adelia best you uh, can. Uh, though Disney was reporting crazy low wait times. I think uh, Blog Mickey was saying it was the lowest wait times in years uh, at the parks due to the rainy and windy conditions of Adelia. But as somebody who's been down in the parks during a quote-unquote hurricane watch, whatever you want to call it, while a hurricane is quote-unquote hitting uh it didn't you know obviously make landfall in mainland orlando when i was down there uh, i forget the name of the hurricane but it was when uh, myself and old man frank of dillo's diz went down for the opening of galaxy's edge and i stayed a couple days after galaxy's edge opening day and a hurricane was hitting florida i wish i could remember which hurricane it was but i mean there was nobody. I mean, I remember literally walking on Soren three times in a row. That's how few people were in the parks during a hurricane. So, um, no, it might sound weird, but if you want to roll those dice going down to the parks, 
not a, during a hurricane, not necessarily a bad time. I know that sounds terrible to say because unfortunately lives were lost during this thing and here I am talking about, hey, it's a really fun time to go down to a theme park because you're not gonna have to wait in line for a roller coaster. Um, uh, priorities landed, but we are here to talk about theme parks because this is a uh, Walt Disney World podcast. But before we get to the news, because there was a little, and I do mean a little bit of news coming out of the House of the Mouse, we got to do things the right way here on Does Does Disney. And that means it's time for This Week in Disney History. Since it's Labor Day, I'm uh, having a fun drink while I'm recording this. I'm uh, having a mimosa. And a fun mimosa uh, tip from the Dawes, use pineapple juice instead of orange juice. It's fun and delicious. Two thumbs up from the Dawes. Oh, I'm weird. Uh, Okay, so this week in Disney history, we're looking at September 3rd through the 9th, but we're kicking off... This week in Disney history, on September 5th, all the way back in the year 2016, the temporary attraction, The Jungle Book, Alive with Magic, located in Disney's Animal Kingdom, has its last performance on September 5th, 2016. Um, This is another show that I just straight up did not know existed, and it was a temporary attraction, so Disney, when they launched, uh, once again, The Jungle Book, Alive with Magic, didn't really necessarily have it in mind for a long run, but uh, September 5th, 2016, it has its final performance. Uh, September 5th, 2021, after a lengthy refurbishment of the entrance in the monorail station of Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, monorail service returns. Uh, Before boarding the monorail via the Great Ceremonial House, guests must go through a contactless security checkpoint, and a new red-roofed bridge connects the Great Ceremonial House and the station, which is now lined with red and orange panels. A uh, big fan of the monorails, not only uh, the family, but uh, the way of getting around uh, Walt Disney World. Uh, September 6, 1976, America on Parade has its final run at both Disneyland and Disney World. Now, this is uh, featuring oversized head costumes of historical Americans. This parade's unique soundtrack synthesized... Puh, synth... Puh. Remember when I said I'm drinking mimosas? Synthesizers, circle gets the square, and... and and, and antique carousel organs has been prepared by Don Dorsey, which was his very first project for Disney. Now, you might be asking yourself, why did I include uh, that little caveat that it was prepared by Don Dorsey and it was his first project for the Disney company? The reason I did was Don Dorsey is actually kind of a big deal when it comes to Disney. Um, you might not be familiar with America on Parade, but I guarantee you, you're familiar with some of his other works. Uh, do the names Main Street Electrical Parade mean anything to you? Uh, Reflections of Earth or, oh, I don't know. How about Illuminations? Those soundtracks came from the mind of Don Dorsey. So this guy is a big deal when it comes to the world of Walt Disney. So a fun little Disney trivia fact on that one. Uh, September 6th, 1982, still about a month away from officially debuting, uh, the Epcot Center opens at 9 a.m. on this Labor Day for the family construction preview. Family members of any of the park's construction workers can wander through Future World and World Showcase until about 6 p.m. on September 6th, back in 1982. 
September 7th in 1984, Morocco, the first New World Showcase pavilion to be added to the original roster since the park's opening in 1982, officially debuts at Epcot. Located between France and Japan, the Morocco Pavilion recreates the architecture and atmosphere of Casablanca, Fez, and Marrakesh. It's the first country in the World Showcase sponsored by the government and not a corporation. And get this, the King of Morocco actually sent his royal craftsmen to lay all the tile work, carvings, and paintings in the pavilion itself. Uh, if you've ever walked around the World Showcase, uh, Morocco is just a very breathtaking, beautiful area in Epcot. And uh, I think it's a fun fact that the King of Morocco sent his people, the royal craftsmen, to help create that beauty in the World Showcase. September 7th, 1994, Disney theme park welcomes their one billionth guest, and that would be Mary Smith from Illinois. Uh, after walking through the main gate of Walt Disney World, get this, she is awarded with a lifetime pass, not only for her, but for her family and, and a cross-country flight to Disneyland. I just thought that was a fun little fact. Um, uh, you know, it's not the opening or closing of an attraction. It's not, you know, Morocco being added to the World Showcase roster. But uh, that is another fun piece of Disney trivia that Mary Smith was the one billionth guest. And uh, not only that, you got a lifetime pass for her and her family, which I mean, I'm uh, from 1994 to now. Um, that has to be quite the value. Uh that she got for just being the one billionth guest. Um, now, since then, Disney has welcomed uh, their two billionth guest, which let me check. Damn it, it was Chris Pratt. How does he get everything these days? God. Oh. And in September 7th, uh, 1998, Mr. Toad takes his last wild ride as the popular Fantasyland attraction is scheduled to close after this day. Uh, I threw that caveat in there um, because this was really kind of one of those instances of Diz Twitter. Still hate that term, even though it's still might not. Now it's not technically Twitter, but it is. Uh, suck it, Elon. Um, this was Diz Twitter before Diz Twitter was a thing because there were tons of protests, literal protests, of the closing of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. There's been documentaries put up on YouTube, great blogs, uh, oral histories of people who... Uh, partook in these uh, protests and uh, I guess groundswell movements, but it's 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 kind of a crazy, well, lack of a better term, wild ride for this attraction closing. And uh, Mr. Toad once again took his last wild ride on September seventh, nineteen ninety-eight. September seventh, twenty nineteen. Interventions East, an exhibit building in Epcot, closes its doors. Now, uh, this was focusing on technology and advancement and their practical applications in everyday life. Uh, first opening in September of 1994, along with Interventions West, it hosted such exhibits over the years, such as Bill Nye the Science Guy, uh, the Kim Possible World Showcase Adventure, the Sum of All Thrills presented by Raython, and Colortopia presented by Gildan. Uh, Interventions West had been closed since May of 2015. Uh, September 9th, 1994, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is officially closed. Uh, this is an attraction that Little Landon vividly remembers riding when my folks took me and Tyler down when we were younger to ride. I remember uh, what I thought at the time going underwater in that submarine, which is we found out after the fact. You never actually really go under the sea. Um, not even one league, let alone 20,000 leagues. Um, but it's just, I mean, tip of the cap to uh, Imagineers for 
creating that illusion because I still, to this day, what am I now, 38 years later, I still remember 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, but on September 9th, 1994, it took its last voyage. September 9th, 2001, Tapestry of Nations, a parade at Epcot runs for the last time. This parade featured puppets from Michael Curry, who later designed the puppets for The Lion King on Broadway and other theme park shows. Uh, Tapestry of Nations first debuted in October of 1999. And then uh, finally, for this week in Disney history, September 9th, 2013, uh, the reimagined California Grill, which is the upscale restaurant located atop Disney's Contemporary Resort, makes its debut. Open since 1995, the 15th floor eatery now features new floor-to-ceiling windows and decorative elements based on the work of iconic Disney artist Mary Blair. Um, Speaking to those new floor-to-ceiling windows in the Cali Grill, I was fortunate enough to go up to sit at the bar right at sunset, and it created some of the most beautiful views that I have ever seen, whether it's in a Disney park or not. I mean, just talking about it, the hair on my arm is standing up. I mean, like, seeing the sun go down, the, the reflection of the sun on on the Seven Seas Lagoon, seeing, oh, oh, it's, it's just incredible. Um, Cali Grill is a place that it's well worth to just go up to the bar to get a drink, not only for the drinks themselves, but to drink in that. And I wish Cali Grill would uh, go off the uh, prefixed menu and back to the way things were. That's just me though. Uh, but yeah, that is this week in Disney history. So let's talk a little bit about Disney news. Couple things happened uh, in the parks. Like I said at the top of the show, big story was Hurricane Adelia and how Disney was impacted by that. But that did not stop progress in the House of the Mouse. But the big story, I guess, is going to be in Epcot because um, uh, we are in full spread uh, cast member previews for the upcoming attraction Journey of Water inspired by Moana in Epcot. And now pictures and even full walkthroughs are now leaking out on the internet. Uh, Blog Mickey has a really thorough and well-written uh, blog of their experience of the journey of water. Um, I've yet to watch the walkthrough video because quite frankly, I want to be able to experience it for the first time with my own eyes. Uh, so I don't want to be spoiled with that, but they do have some really cool pictures. So I did see those. And I mean, journey of water is very beautiful. I mean, from the Heart of Tefiti logo that's carved in the rock work to the 16-foot uh, Tefiti statue that you see at the end of the attraction and the way that you can interact and, well, play with water, I think is really cool. Um, the walkthrough attraction, uh, this, uh, you go through the cycle of water, if you don't know, and that cycle is, it goes rain, stream, wetland, spring, land, lake, river, ocean and then finally sky and then much like the cycle of water you can then repeat that if you want to as many times as you want to and there are options to keep yourself dry or you can take the uh, quote wet path and then blog mickey itself in its walkthrough said it can't guarantee that even if you take the wet path you're going to get drenched which i will be honest is good to hear because I've talked on previous podcasts and uh, my guests in the past, whether it be Justin Monroe, whether it be Steffers, we had talked and speculated if you were going to get drenched, uh, you know, you're, if you're going to have to take a change of clothes uh, or pack even wear like a swimsuit, if you do experience a journey of water, 
going through this walkthrough experience. But I'm looking forward to this. Um, we still don't have an official opening date to the public, but uh, Disney is still saying later this year. So uh, it does seem like it is getting closer and closer. Um, pictures look really great of this thing. Um, I can't wait to experience it myself, which, oh, by the way, I now have a Disney trip on the book. I'm going to be down uh, November 8th. So uh, hopefully by the time uh, me and the Smokinot girlfriend are down in Orlando, it will be open. But, you know, it's going to be in November. So uh, what a great combination going down when it's, uh, you know, quote unquote cold in Orlando. But, you know, it does get kind of chilly at uh, night, so I'll have to remember that. But uh, I'd be willing to get a little bit wet, a little bit damp to experience the new journey of water in Epcot. But yeah, if you do want to, I guess, experience it through your computer, whether it be social, whether it be YouTube, whether it be video, whether it be pictures, they are out there. Uh, so go check that out. Me personally, I'm just going to look at some pictures and uh, save the walkthrough experience for when I can experience it with my own eyes. And staying in Epcot, I thought this was uh, kind of cool. I've never attended uh, the D23 convention or, uh, I guess, Destination D23, as it's now called. I've always wanted to. I thought it'd be cool. But uh, this, I, I, I thought this was kind of neat. They announced a uh, an event in Epcot. And this is for everybody that attended uh, Destination D23. Um, speaking of Journey of Water, I'd imagine if you're ponying up the money for... Uh, <laughs> for a ticket to uh, Destination D23, you'd be able to experience Journey of Water. Now, that is just one uh, podcaster's speculation. I don't know anything. That is just my guess, though. So, um, I don't know. But uh, in the announcement from D23, they say, quote, an evening at Epcot with D23 event information. Uh, we do have one more very special surprise that we are excited to share with you on Saturday, September 9th, all Destination D23 attendees are invited to an evening at Epcot with D23. At the conclusion of the day's final presentation, Epcot, always in a state of becoming, we are excited to invite all Destination D23 badge holders to head over to Epcot for an evening celebration celebrating the magic of possibility. Starting after 5 p.m., you'll have plenty of time to make your way to Epcot, have dinner, and then join us for our special surprises. Admission to Epcot after 5 p.m. will be provided to all attendees who have not already arranged tickets and park reservations reservations for Epcot that day. Just make sure to have your destination D23 badge with you all evening. If you have additional questions about your existing park reservations and guest relations, yada, 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 uh, guests under 18, et cetera, et cetera. Again, please stay tuned for more details on admission and special surprises for this event that will be announced during Destination D23. So here's to Destination D23. While we may not know what other surprises and enchantments you will discover at this incredible Disney fan celebration, we can share that it will be quite an adventure, one that we'll take and make together. See you there. Got a little uh, spaceship earthy on us there at the end. Uh, that was that was fun. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm curious to see what all is going to be revealed as those surprises. Obviously, yours truly will not be attending. So uh, I'll I'll be uh, following along with you on uh, the Bird app to see what those are. Um, uh, but uh, speaking of some after-hour events, I thought this was cool. Um, evening hours, if you're staying at one of the hotels that uh, participate in the evening hours, uh, Disney announced extended evening hours, and that 
is that Disney's Animal Kingdom is going to be participating. Now, as of the schedule now, there's only one day for Disney's Animal Kingdom, and that is going to be on November 8th, and those extended evening hours are from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Because, you know, again, it is a theme park, but it's also a working zoo. So, you know, gotta let them animals have their bedtime to chill. Don't want to stress the animals out. But uh, I do think it's cool that Disney's Animal Kingdom is starting to get in on the extended evening hours because up until this point, we'd just seen Magic Kingdom, we'd seen Epcot, we'd seen Hollywood Studios participate in that. But now you can experience Pandora at night, not just, you know, when the sun's starting to go down, right when the park's closing. Uh, even later in the year when, when it quote-unquote gets dark earlier, no, you're going to be able to see Pandora at night at night y'all so I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing more dates added to the calendar when it comes to extended evening hours but like i said right now it's just november 8th that is when animal kingdom is getting its as of now one and only extended evening hour 7 to 9 p.m but remember uh just because it is extended evening hour doesn't mean all attractions that normally would be going on during I guess normal hours of operation will be up and running. Like for example, Hollywood Studios, that has extended evening hours on a pretty regular basis, but stuff like Rise of the Resistance, for whatever reason, isn't running normally. So I would imagine uh, the Safari will not be running during extended evening hours. Cause I mean, they stopped running the Safari before Animal Kingdom closes during regular business hours. And I would imagine shows like Festival of the Lion King will not be running. Now, again, that's, that's me just guessing. So hopefully, you know, that, 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 would, that would be cool to get like a, uh, a late night show of Festival of the Lion King, you, you know. But check, uh, check and see what's going to be offered uh, before you, uh, you know, hop in line for something. I guess that's what I'm saying. Talking on more uh, after hour events, but we're going to be talking about some ticketed events. Of course, we have to talk about some more sold out, not so scary events because there are few September dates remaining at this point because you can add more dates in September that are no longer available. For those of you playing along at home with your calendar, uh, as of this recording, September 3rd, there are now only four September dates available for the not so scary Halloween party. Those September dates are gonna be Tuesday, September 19th, Tuesday, September 26th, Thursday, September 28th, and then finally, September 29th. Those are now your only options to attend not so scary in the month of September. There are still plenty of options to go uh, to the party in the month of October with the one exception being Halloween itself on Tuesday, October 31st. Um, but once you get to the month of October with the exception of October 1st, you do see a jump in the ticket prices going from 149 to adults to 169 and up. Uh, one, the closer you get to Halloween, ticket prices are going to increase going from 169 to 189 uh, all the way up to 199 uh, these after hour events are not cheap uh, i found that out this week because uh while we're talking about it uh mickey's very merry christmas party tickets are on sale we've yet to say that on this podcast but they are on sale now even though we are in the <clears throat> throes of halloween season down at uh disney uh they are already looking ahead on the calendar to try and uh capitalize on the next uh holiday i suppose no uh we've, we've still not gotten mickey's 
uh, totally turkey Thanksgiving party just yet, but uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party tickets are on sale, and uh, even at the uh, cheapest option, those are like $149 a pop, and if you're an AP, you can get $10 off on some date, so like $139. That's still not a cheap price, but I mean, as we're seeing with... Uh, Nikki's not-so-scary Halloween party. I mean, we saw the entire month of August sell out. We're close to seeing the entire month of September sell out. And if I'm willing to bet, we're going to see September entirely sell out. And we'll go on to see October entirely sell out. And we'll probably see all of uh, Mickey's Very Merry sell out like we did last year for both the Christmas and the Halloween party. So even though ticket prices are high, uh, demand seems to be even higher for uh, these after-hour ticketed events. And one more after-hour ticketed event that uh, seems to be in demand, at least for opening night, is going to be the new Christmas party. We're talking Disney Jollywood Nights taking place at Disney's Hollywood Studios. This event kicks off November 11th and runs through December 20th on select nights. And on November 11th, opening night, that is now sold out. We haven't really talked about this event either. Uh, Disney is saying it's a holiday vibe like you've never felt before. Sights of sparkling decor, sounds of modern beats over classic holiday sounds, uh, tastes of classic cocktails and decadent dishes. It's nostalgic and it's glitz and glam galore. It's Disney Jollywood Nights, a new separately ticketed event from 8.30 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. on 10 select nights, like I said, running November 11th through December 20th this year. Get ready to dress in your holiday glam best or festival flair, dance the night away to merry mashups, indulge in divine treats and bubbling spirits, and snap selfies with iconic characters during this new festive event. For an extra dose of cheer, the party wraps with the return of the nighttime spectacular Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. You'll be in fa la 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 land before you can say Tinseltown. <clears throat> End quote. But yeah, this is going to uh, be taking place in Hollywood Studios. It's going to be very, you know, old school Hollywood feel, which I think is cool and uh, even cooler. I love the fact that uh, Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy are front and center in uh, a lot of the presentation for it. So uh, hopefully we'll see a lot of Muppet representation. I mean, uh, that that's cool. We are hashtag save the Muppets on this podcast as we are with a lot of our friends. So uh, more, more Muppets uh, is never a bad thing. But yeah, we've already seen one of uh, the 10 Jollywood party nights sell out. So I say this about all the after hour ticketed events. If this is something you and your party want to get into, get the tickets now while you can. I would hate to see y'all be left out in the cold. And then finally, last little bit of Disney news I got this week. Like I said, kind of a light uh, news week this week. Um, Disney has added meet and greet times in Hollywood studios for one of the most in-demand, sought-out character meet and greets, or really character interactions. We're talking Mando himself, the Mandalorian, and baby Yoda. Yes, I know his name is Grogu, Jay, but... As I've said before, Grogu sounds like knockoff Gogurt. It's, it's a baby Yoda. And if you know who I'm talking about, you understand what I'm saying. But after following months of keeping the meet and greet times for The Mandalorian and Grogu a secret, Disney World has finally formally published the times that guests can expect to encounter Galaxy Edge's newest characters. Guests can find experience times under the character tabs from within the map in the My Disney Experience app. Um, and the times they have posted, uh, 
uh, Mando starts wandering around Galaxy's Edge starting at 9.45, then at least in the example posted, has show t- or has appearances listed at 9.45 a.m., 10.45 a.m., 11.45 a.m. Mando has a lunch break, you know, got to feed a uh, baby Yoda, them uh, chicken nugs, comes back at 1.25 p.m. And then his final appearance of the day is going to be 2.35 p.m. Now, of course, those times can vary, can and will vary, if we're being honest. So always check the My Disney Experience app the day you and your party in the parks. But last time I was down, I was able to see uh, Mando and Baby Yoda just randomly show up in Galaxy's Edge And I didn't see him at first. I just saw a crowd of people and people getting really excited about something. And me and the smoking hot girlfriend and her 10 year old were like, what's 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 going on? Let's go check this out. And when it dawned on us who it was, we then were part of the crowd that was wandering around and being really excited because seeing Mando, hear him talk and seeing the baby Yoda animatron. No, I'm not even going to say it. Seeing the baby Yoda turn his head, blink his eyes, move his ears and arms and make baby Yoda noises is one of the coolest damn things I have ever seen. They knocked it out of the park with this character meet and greet. Now, it's called a character meet and greet. You can like try and line up to snap a selfie with him and sometimes Mando will come up behind you and maybe stop. But it's not a traditional meet and greet because remember, Mando is kind of just roaming around the Black Spire Outpost marketplace um, because, you know, He's searching for his next bounty, but more accurately, he's probably looking for more chicky nugs for uh, baby Yoda to eat on. Um, So this isn't a situation where you're going to stand in line and go through a queue and then, you know, be able to be like, I love you, Din Djin, or whatever your name is, and hug up on him and stuff like that. Like you would say, going to get a Wookiee hug from Chewbacca. Remember, Wookiee hugs are the best, but... Being able to see Mando wander around Black Spire Outpost is really cool. And uh, you're not going to be alone when you uh, spot the Mandalorian because, uh, as I put it to my girlfriend, he's like the Pied Piper of geeks because wherever he goes, there is just a crowd that follows him. It's uh, quite the sight to see. And uh, you can be part of his his pack of geeks following him around and um, the My Disney Experience app makes it even easier to find him. But uh, yeah, that's all I got this week for Daz uh, Does Disney. We'll be back this w- or we'll be back next week. Uh, we should be back to business as usual going forward, dropping bright and early 5 a.m. Monday mornings. Um, uh, if something comes up, I'll let y'all know. Uh, hopefully in advance. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, thank y'all for sticking with me as always. Y'all are the best uh, podcast and fans in the game. Wouldn't be doing this podcast, honestly, if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you for uh, sticking with me. Uh, the fact that you give me any amount of time, let alone the time you do give me, means the world to me. There are tons of podcasts out there, and quite frankly, tons of better podcasts out there. The fact that uh, you do subscribe and leave reviews and and listen and tell your friends about this podcast means the world to me but you know tell more friends about this podcast let's uh, let's 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 get let's get let's get those numbers up y'all <laughs> but uh once again hope you have a great labor day hopefully you had a great labor day weekend you were able to hang out watch a little bit of college football um uh you were able to maybe draft a fantasy football team because we got the pros kicking off this thursday um you were able to maybe grill something uh i was able to botch a pot roast in the crock pot so that was a fun experience you can in fact mess up a crock pot because i found out from experience so that was uh, that was neat but uh yeah i 
This is a labor of love, guys, and I love doing it because of you. But uh, until we talk next week, thank a cast member, thank a team member, Disney and Universal, pay your cast members, pay your team members a living wage, and treat them like the rock stars that they are, because without them, none of what you have going on for you, none of it's happening. We love coming down to your parks. Heck, some of us tolerate spending all of our money down at your parks. And without them, you can't do what you do. So treat them and pay them like the rock stars that they are. Be decent to each other. You don't know what everybody else has going on in their lives. You don't know how far a kind word or a kind gesture can go. So, uh, and it costs you nothing to be nice. So, uh, be nice. And, uh, take care of yourself. I'm not talking just physically. I'm talking mentally, too, because your mental health is just as important. Maybe even sometimes more so than your physical health. Because a lot of crazy stuff going on right now. So take care of yourself. And breathe. And have a little bit of fun. And if you can do those two things right there, that, that would mean the world to me. My name is Landon Doan. Love y'all so, so much. Because you've been great. And I've, I've been Dawes Does Disney. We'll talk to y'all next week. See ya! Stay tuned for the secret sound, you Jedi scum. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. The human torch was denied a bank loan today. (laughs) Oh, what the f*** am I doing with my life? You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was love of the mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything. I've just always wanted to say that. Mm-hmm.